0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You like that? like that? You think we're gonna get another one? So we've got the three versions now, right? We've got the original. You like that? You like that? We've got the playoff one from like four years ago. Twenty points, man. a chance at the end, I got three words for you. You like that? Dude? And then I'm we have this is. Yeah, yeah, he's puberty, puberty Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got this one from last year. You like it on three, one, two, three. You like it! A little more puberty Kirk there. Do, do you think we get a fourth, a 4.0? 4. You like that sometime this season? Depends on circumstances,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. I I think there's a real potential if there is success. Or perhaps there's a small slump and people question him. And then he comes back with a huge game or two huge games. So, yes, I think there is a real potential that that we can add to the greatest hits of You Like That from Kirk Cousins.
2: You definitely you, you, you can't abuse the you like that though, right? It's got to be in the right circumstance. As much as it, it's a hit. It's not something uh, that he can put in the set list every single time. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah. It's got to have point. it the right crowd, the like right it. environment. I like it's it. Like it. The I, Finn, I would... It's like
0: that's like Finn Balor's demon costume. If, yes. if there's wrestling nerds out there, like once a year he'll dress up like a demon for a match, right. full body right.
2: paint. I, I would yeah? say the likely candidates for that would probably be maybe the Eagles game on Thursday night. If he just goes in and just balls out in week two, Ooh.
0: pretty early. It'd have to be like a second half comeback kind of a thing, yeah. or I mean, for sure late in the season or playoff. If they get to like the conference championship for the first time in his career and he daggers somebody, he daggers or 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 Eagles whoop the Vikings in week two, but then Vikings get the Eagles in the playoffs on oh, the you doorstep, that? and then it's a, it's like a comeback. Hey. You may have gotten us the first time around, but how do you like that sort of a thing in the playoffs? This uh-huh.
1: is not Kirk's fault, but I will say this. Mike Zimmer sullied it a little bit with his creepy one. Oh, God.
2: So, I heard it all week long, right? and 9 on Monday
0: night. Yeah! Yeah! You, you like how this tastes? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you like that? God, it's so you, like that. you like that? He blew is... the line. He blew well, the line. Right, but, I mean, it always isn't. When I when I hear you play Kirk now, that is always in the back of my mind, and it's not Kirk's fault, but it's just like you said, it's cringe. He blew the line, and it's just sounds
0: so disgusting, dude. He had like he had that. He's not a big get the lock. He's more of a yell at you rah rah guy than a like galvanize right. everyone together rah rah right. guy. Absolutely. He had everyone. He had the the setup. He it was it was brilliant. It was hey I, this is the narrative we've heard this all along. And our guy squashed the narrative, and, and they were ready to go. Like, yeah. And he, all he had to say was, I got one question for you. You like that? And he freaking forgot the line. You and like how this- and who the energy would say, drained from the room. <laughs>
1: aside, aside from, you know, potentially in the intimacy of your bedroom, who would say you like how this tastes? <laughs> oh. You should
0: never, you shouldn't even say Why? it in that but- setting. <laughs> But I mean, who would? But I'm trying to think
1: of where you would say that, like, like. Have you ever said that in the (laughs) interview? No, but I mean, it's it's just so creepy.
0: No, but you, it's it's creepy. Period. I feel like, and you left, you you left like a. It's it's only not creepy in this one instance where it is definitely still creepy. I ever said that. An
1: instance where anyone would say that, though. Like maybe I'm I'm sure there are some people who have said it before. Hey, honey. I'm sure it's been it's been said before. I'm sure you. I have said it when
0: I make my homemade fajitas. Okay. Okay. Hey, (laughs) but do you say you like how that tastes? Do you say it like that? Pretty good, huh? (laughs) You like? You like? You want some more crybaby Craig's on there? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know you do. Well, there's no uh, there's no non awkward way to pivot to the actual show here, which is Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And they will embark yet again this Sunday on another journey through September, October. We'll see how far they go. Uh, we've been with you all off season here on Purple Daily. This is a 365 day a year Viking show with sometimes multiple shows per day. We announced yesterday uh, the schedule that we're going to put out this week into next week for the rest of the season. Alex Boone is coming back for trenches, <clears throat> excuse me, and film reviews on Monday next week with the full cast. It's no longer going to be Booney and I at like midnight. You know, he's, he's, he's been able to carve some time out during the day so we can record with all of us. Uh, we've got purple daily on draft, which my God, the quarterback conversation with Kirk going into the final year of his contract. We got before I die with Jesse and Judd and Ross. We've got purple access, Tyler Forniss, part of that miles Gorham and Tyler on purple daily on draft. So, Uh, Every day, sometimes multiple times per day, we've got you covered here on Purple Daily, presented by our friends at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. So let's talk about our guy, Kirk, here. Going into yet another season. We're, uh, we're pretty far removed, about six years removed. This is the sixth season, right, from when he signed on with a totally different coaching staff, different wide receivers, Diggs and Thielen um, in 2018. And we were just kind of emailing before the show. And Judd, I, I agree with your assessment just in our email thread, which is that if you were to give Kirk like an approval rating or whatever and compare it to the last five years, This is probably the highest his approval rating has been among fans collectively, among the the local and national media collectively. I think maybe even in the locker room coaching staff, he's got a coach and a staff that embraces him and props him up and empowers him. So what is sort of your guys feeling about Kirk going into this season? What, what, like let's let's make this kind of a state of Kirk Cousins episode going into week one of a contract season for him with an all time high Kirk Cousins approval rating. And a cheap plug, but I actually
1: wrote a column about this for my friends at VikingsWire dot com because of what you just said and the fact that Kirk Cousins for what four years, eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one played for a coach who clearly despised him, or at least the thought of him and his contract. And now he's going into the second year of being in a situation. That's great. And you can't tell me that Kirk is not a different guy now. Like Kirk, we Kirk's teammates might've seen fun sort of geek um, dad Kirk in the locker room, but we never saw him embrace this publicly until now. And so In a season, I think, that's filled with good storylines or intriguing storylines, this to me is the most intriguing one because I'm not sure he's gone, and we've discussed this before, and as we uh, discussed in our scoop session with Doogie as well, what I'm curious about here is it's looking like he's definitely going to hit the market in March. And let's say he has a good year, which, by the way, does not mean he's got to kill it statistically. We saw that last year. Like this whole thing of, well, his stats are great. Okay, I don't care. His stats being good is sufficient. Does his team win games? And so if Kirk has a good year, he's going to be 36 next August. Somebody is probably going to come along and offer him a three-year contract that is going to be more than what the Vikings do. But what Kirk has to think about is, you know, at the age of 35 right now, and going on his 36th birthday a year from now, is he going to find a situation that looks as good as this one does, that looks as favorable? Like, he is now in the perfect climate. And when Kirk is in this climate, you think about what Kirk is like now? You know, gone are the days of if I die, I die, and sort of this guy that was clearly pushed away by his coach and almost it looked like he got in a fight on the sideline. Now he's embraced by his, his coach. Just how much he's liked by his teammates is very clear. The Netflix documentary showed his comfort here. Um, and, and I mean, he is a guy, Phil, I think we, we can agree 1000% now. He is a guy who needs to be comfortable. Like w- when he's comfortable, it's very clear how happy he can become. Uh, but he's an odd duck. And so when he's not comfortable, it doesn't work well. And... So I guess my question at the end of the day is, does Kirk next March for the first time, and I don't know the answer to this, let's just say he's coming off a good year again. Does he say, you know what? The money is great. But I am not if I go sign with TMX, I don't know what the environment is going to be. Do, do I decide now to take a little bit less to sign a final three or four year contract to finish my career playing for an organization and a coach? And everybody is now behind me
2: withholding uh, my comments about his future, to me, like the approval rating thing, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, in high school, you know, there, there was a couple friends you just didn't really care for. There's a couple people in your high school class, like, you didn't really care for. You know, they hung out with the wrong crowd, or they, they just never, you never vibed with them well. But then you graduate, you get a little older, they get out of that little high school phase, and then all of a sudden, hey, like, I really like that guy. How come I didn't like that guy as much as I did? in high school was I just immature was he being a dink was I being a dink but you get older a little bit you get a better surrounding and now all of a sudden hey my tune and how I view that person has completely changed and I feel like that's kind of how I feel with Kirk to a degree Um, now Kirk wasn't immature his first um, his first few years with the Vikings actually I would never even classify the words immature and Kirk Cousins really in the same sentence for the most part Um, but I I think just the environment around him with Kirk with Kevin O'Connell the offense, the game-winning drives, everything last year, I thought his approval rating took a big step forward. And I am I think as critical as Kirk, as you two are, are as well, but I thought last year I could get behind a little bit more of Kirk Cousins than I ever had before.
0: But I, I like the way you painted the, the the high school. I actually just had, I did not go, but I had my high school, 20th high school reunion. Oh, wow. 20th, the oldest I have ever felt. You didn't go? The 20th we didn't really have like a super tight knit class. And I feel like social media has kind of changed. This is a side street here. And then I'll get to my cousin's take, you know, like you got Facebook and Instagram. You can kind of see how people are doing and what they look like now and what they're doing. I feel like maybe, I don't know. Have you ever gone to any of your high school reunions done? Yeah. I've been to two of them. Isn't part of the curiosity when like in your, you're a gen Xer? part of the curiosity is why I literally haven't seen some of these people in like five or 10 or 20 years. I just want to see you know who got fat who's this that like if sure. there's, there's some of the curiosity's gone so I didn't okay. I guess I didn't Yeah I went 15 and go.
1: 25
0: Okay Where you or are you, are you gonna go, is the 30th coming up or are you past that No we're past it now. You're past that Yeah 50th the 50th coming up soon Uh 50th uh yeah it's
1: right around the corner
0: Not quite there <laughs>
1: And I won't be at that one <laughs> Might be dead don't know where Let's I'll, see I'll be See if the Vikings can win a one. Super
0: Bowl or not But like to Dex's point it's it's usually it's because, hey, 10 years later, five years later, people are different. People evolve. People change. And, you know, this is so Kirk, 2018, 19, 20, 20 so This is, is six years of Vikings quarterback. He is a different quarterback now than he was in 2018, 19 and 20. There's there's been an evolution here. I think some of it actually started before Kevin O'Connell got here, but it's it's really escalated with a, with a head coach that's embraced him more than really anyone has in his professional career. But I put together this morning, I was just kind of looking like, cause I I'm reflecting on this myself too. I am much less hard on him over the past year or two than I ever have been. I'm going to poke at him a little bit for certain things because ultimately like sometimes this show gets labeled anti cousins, right? You guys are a bunch of bunch of Kirk cousins haters. You know, Kirk could walk on water and win a Super Bowl, and you guys would still find a way to blame him. Well, that's not true. That's ridiculous. We want the Vikings to win big. And there's been times where Kirk hasn't lived up to the amount of money he takes up or the role that you have as a starting quarterback. And so we poke and we can be critical of that. But Kirk's performance has changed a lot over the past five or six years. If you look at, I'm going to give you guys three categories here, three categories that we on this show and and me specifically have hammered him for over the years. The first one is, Hey, Hey, Life in the NFL, you deal with pressure. There's no such thing as like a brick wall offensive line that's going to keep you clean for three hours every day. Even the best offensive lines, those quarterbacks get pressured like 20 to 25% of dropbacks because there's a bunch of 275-pound freak edge rushers that are trying to kill your quarterback, right? So when pressured by the defense, there's the new Kirk, I would say, which is like the last year or two. And then there's the old Kirk, which the Vikings signed 2018-19 into 20, right? The new Kirk last year was second in the NFL in yards per attempt when pressured. The old Kirk a couple of years ago was 31st in that category. Mm -hmm. The new new Kirk was fifth in what they call big-time throw percentage under pressure, which is like a threading of the needle. It's kind of a subjective uh, scouting classification, but... He was fifth in big-time throw percentage last year, the new Kirk. The old Kirk was 31st in that category a couple years ago. He, his performance is different, and the conversation should change as his performance changes. And, and there's a bunch of other ones you could point out. I mean, hell, like fourth-quarter performance, non-garbage time, the new Kirk, fifth among all starting quarterbacks last year in expected points added. The old Kirk was 23rd behind Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, and uh, Washington Case Keenum back in like 2019. So, you know, this whole like, oh, now you're coming around. No, <laughs> much like Declan said, yeah, the guy that you hated in high school or the guy that you poked at in high school, oh, he's no longer, uh, you know, this or that or the other thing that, you know, the, it, it, he's sort of changed those things about him. Or maybe you've changed those things about yourself and people react to you a little bit differently than they did five or ten years ago. That's my that's my biggest takeaway going into this season, which is he's, he's a different dude under center than he was when the Vikings signed him. And the commentary should reflect that.
1: Yeah, and it's not a surprise because a, a lot of that is the, the fact that he's empowered now. Like my biggest complaint with Kirk was, dude, you're paid too much not to push back against your coach. When Zimmer came at him, he needed to push back. You're the quarterback. You are incredibly important. Arguably, you might be more important than the actual head coach. Yeah,
0: get his ass fired if you need to. If it's your team, like, cool. Hey, man, it's my team too, dude. I make $35 million.
1: You go to Rick Spielman after 18 and say, hey, here's the deal. I didn't sign a massive contract. At that point in time, the highest contract for a quarterback. I didn't sign this to be pushed around by a defensive coach, okay? So this is going to change. And that was my problem with Kirk. And, and it's not surprising now, both on and off the field, that he's been empowered. And when he's empowered, again, when the infrastructure is right, and, th- and this is the dirty little secret problem, because this should not be a quarterback problem. It is at times, but this is a very telling thing. Because the court, the best QBs just push back and are like, screw you, we're going to do it my way. And then they clash, but that's absolutely fine. Um, but, you know, when you look at what O'Connell brings to Kirk off the field, as far as this is your team, dude. Everyone wants you. Everybody loves you. Lighten up. Have fun. You know. You think with Zim here, he goes out wearing sixty-six, a big red jersey that looks like a muumuu, and 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 yucks it up, and everyone's laughing, and he is. Yeah. You know, before it was everybody, including the head coach, was laughing at Kirk, and Kirk, you could tell, was sort of like not in on the joke, and it was and it was a you know he didn't like it. Well, now. He's embraced the geek hood thing, which is awesome because it's fun. You know, Kirk chains, which I think went pushed him a little bit out of his comfort zone. And then on the field, aside from the fourth and eighth throw, you know, Kevin O'Connell. Do you think Kirk Cousins has eight fourth quarter comebacks with with Zimmer and like Kubiak? Well, what's uh, funny Clint is he, as he, he had
0: four. And then probably should have had six. This is right. why I said the evolution actually started with him before Kevin O'Connell, right? But it took like four years into the Zimmer thing for him to, and some of it too is like once once he's getting into like fifth, sixth year as a starter, now the game slows down more too. So some of this, some of this started before Kevin O'Connell. I want to make that clear, like the fourth quarter comeback stuff.
1: Absolutely, but I mean he he doubled it, which is incredible, right? So so like I do find. I do find it interesting, and this is an indictment of the Vikings too, that, you know, you went out and paid that much for a quarterback and then allowed him to be married to a coach who despised him, who, by the way, you know, from the clip that we played going back to the fifteen hundred days, the coach in February at the combine before Kirk was signed in March basically said, Don't do this. Yeah. Don't <laughs> stop. And Rick didn't stop. You know, so I but I do think that it's very fair to give O'Connell and Kirk they're they're due. And the Netflix thing, because I think that there's a perception. I, my problem with the Netflix thing a little bit is that sort of turned into, uh, well, I like Kirk a lot more. And so he's a better quarterback. Mm, yeah, we learned. I mean, he's a tough SOB and I didn't know how tough. OK, but a lot of the things that Kirk showed us there were you, you just like him more as a person. Like it doesn't change Kirk. Like a lot of that stuff is personal stuff, and I'm sure some people didn't like it, and some but that did. That's fact. That fact but it feels into like,
0: like chemistry, yeah, team building, and yes, you know. But
1: I. But it also it also showed it did a really good job, I think, of showing how things changed with O'Connell and Kirk was freed up. I, I mean, keep in mind, in that documentary or docu series, I guess is what they call them. There is a there is a scene there where Kirk Cousins in his fifth year as quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings fifth year looks around the locker room post game sees Adam Thielen's son and says oh I can bring my son in think about that for a second
0: it's like bro yeah (laughs) And, and I'm not criticizing <laughs> yeah. him. I am saying no, you can do quite literally whatever you want. Yeah. You
1: could and you could have brought this kid building. in in his
0: diapers <laughs> if you'd wanted to. You're the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. He's out, but he's always looking for permission to. He's looking for permission to to run plays, looking for a permission and to never succeed.
1: Him any permission for anything?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, so, and Kevin like, O'Connell
0: yeah. said, "Dude, you have full permission to go win a Super Bowl. Correct. Full permission to make that throw in heavy traffic. Full permission to lead this team however you want in training camp." Yeah. And I think he's still kind of getting used to some of that going into year two, right? Like you, you wonder if he had been given that full now in a perfect world, like you said, you'd you'd have signed a guy that doesn't wait for the permission, right? Fo- fo- football wise, anyways. and like you right. said, he
1: gets Mike fired,
0: right? Hey, like this is exactly this doesn't right. work for me. I'm an alpha. This guy's a clown show. He, you know, whatever. <laughs> then again, if he had that personality, Mike probably would have loved him, and they probably they probably would have <laughs> messed. Like there's so there's a lot of different tentacles here. Sorry, Dex, I cut you off.
2: No, you're good. I, I don't know if it was like the Labor Day weekend or the like copious amount of seltzers I drank over, over, the, over the holiday weekend, but I'm just having like much more macro views of, of this idea and stuff. And it just feels like I don't know if this was like a political discourse thing or whatnot, but for whatever reason, when people change their minds on things like, you know, we have changed some of our minds or changed our perception sometimes of Kirk, you're still chastised for it because like you said one thing one way and now you're saying another thing the other way. And I just think it's so bizarre to me sometimes in society and in, in sports and whatever that you get chastised for having a different change of opinion on something, which I think we should actually be applauding more people for doing that. And it just, it's so bizarre that sometimes people just look at us one narrow-minded of Kirk when we, are, I think, should be also looking at it in a different way, saying it's okay to have a different opinion about the guy.
0: Yeah, to me, the, the opposite should be criticized, where if so Kirk Cousins is a perfect example of... There's been a lot of evolution over five or six years. And if your opinion of him has remained the exact same for five or six years, you've been wrong somewhere along the line. Very wrong, probably. Now, I think the comeback would be, and we've kind of painted some of this, yeah, but the circumstances around him were muddy at best, or or I guess muddy at worst, and something worse at the top of that uh, chain So if you were to have just, like, given him better circumstances, but I think this is, like, the circle that we go in, okay? You know, if you're going to pay a guy that much money, and this is my biggest criticism four years ago, three years ago, if you're going to pay a guy that much money to your salary cap and it restricts your ability to build things around him and he can't overcome some of the deficiencies, then, like, some of it's on the front office for handing out the paycheck, but some of it's on the guy that took it and is the leader and stuff, too. But now that they've, they, this is the best infrastructure that he's had around him in his career, is it perfect? Ed Ingram, Ezra Cleveland, like, it's definitely not perfect. But he's got tackles. Yeah, He's got a tackle protecting his blind side. He's got the best wide receiver in the NFL. It looks like they might have nailed a first-round draft pick, sort of Robin to the Batman. you got a number three receiver, one of the top five pass-catching tight ends in the NFL. Right. And now you're going to have a fly-around-the-ball defense, potentially, with Brian Flores and a head coach. Like, it's it's very rare. Patrick Mahomes had to say goodbye to Tyreek Hill with his infrastructure last year. They went and won a Super Bowl, right? You're never going to have perfect infrastructure. But I am so curious to see him, Kirk, in the best car that he's ever driven in his career in 2023.
1: Kirk has never had this good of reason to stay. And, and it's just funny because it's the first year that he's going to go, to go into as a Viking that he doesn't have the security of a contract still. But he has never had, he will never have as good of reason to stay with a team like this is and and perhaps, you know, I'd be sort of surprised, but perhaps in, in what you're talking about, Phil, with him changing as a person, perhaps he does say, you know what, let's do a three-year contract. Let's make it fair as hell. I want to win. Yeah. I mean, who, who knows? Um, but it is weird that, you know, for years he, he had total security and yet seem to be despised and seem to probably despise his predicament. And now in the first year that he has no security as a Viking, things are almost, almost perfect. Because to your point, they're not going to be perfect. But when you have, three receivers, two tight ends, or three tight ends, since Johnny Munts, the best third tight end in the history of the National Football League, can play a ton of 12 personnel, which is going to benefit Kirk because Kirk is good in the boots. Like, there's a lot of things here where if Kirk says, yeah, yeah, but the offer from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is really good, then that's going, yeah. to, th- then that's going to show that the growth pattern might not have been as much as we think it is as we do this yeah. episode today. The,
0: the The Vikings may actually have some leverage in an odd way to like hometown discount him hometown meaning like Vikings for those reasons, right? If things go well, maybe you win a playoff game and he puts up big numbers again. The offense is clearly perfect for him and the weapons and stuff. You might be able to say, I mean, you could go sign with Tampa Bay if you want to, I guess, but and they might be offering $5 million more per year. Let me ask you guys this here and we'll get to uh, our first pigskin pecking order of the season. Where do the Vikings rank? was tough. I will just say, wow, I'm surprised by the results. You guys have not seen each other's rankings or mine. I have collected them all. I will just, I'm a little surprised by what I saw in these rankings. So we'll get to that on the show here. But what is your biggest remaining question about Kirk going into the season? Your either your biggest remaining nitpick or your biggest remaining thing that you're not sure about that holds you back a little bit from giving him all of his flowers. For me, it's easy. It's playoffs.
1: It's it's as simple as can can be. It's the most, and and it's the, it's still the contention. I stand by. I don't think he will ever win a Super Bowl. I don't think he has that next gear for what it takes to to and because you know we still hear to this day, right? Well, Trent Dilfer won one, and they, those are so those days are gone, in my opinion. Um, you need to be, you need to have a quarterback who might not just be a flat out star. But you need to have a quarterback who has an it factor that I question on Kirk when the when the lights go on for the playoffs. And look, I'm sorry. It's had to this day. It's had an impact on me. I think it probably has had an impact on Kevin O'Connell, even if he falls on the sword for it. He threw a check down on fourth and eight with the season on the line and Justin Jefferson on the field. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't get past that. Because this guy, throughout the regular season, right, in 2022, did everything. I mean, eight fourth-quarter comebacks, a pass to Jefferson that was as uncousins-like as you will ever see, where we all went, wow, and Jefferson made one of the great catches that we've ever seen. But when the season was on the line, he threw a check down to his tight end. So that's easily my biggest question, and and I guess my question go is simpler can you make a playoff run like can, can you win two games yeah which is a lot but you know that is without a doubt that is where I still have major question marks
2: yeah I would say playoff run and then not getting because this is hard because when you're a quarterback or when you're an any athlete it, it can be very frustrating playing a sport but the docu-series the things that I think were confirmed of my beliefs of Kirk where he just gets really frustrated when situations aren't perfect and he has a hard time letting someone else help him that can also elevate him. It's not just relying on a head coach because by default he's coach. I'm quarterback. The, the Buffalo game where he, Kevin O'Connell says you have to listen to me. You got to trust me. Like there's 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 a two way street there where yes you have to have some instincts to have some guts to go for it when you feel it's time. But also if you're confused and if you're starting to get upset like he did during the the Colts game, and I know he still rallied. Just not having that mindset of hey I'm stuck in a rut here and now I'm getting upset. How you how do you be better in those situations outside the playoff run? I think mechanically and wired, uh, uh, mentally wired. I want him to be mentally wired a little bit different.
0: Yeah, I think so. My biggest question and nitpick is kind of in that same ballpark. And the and the Netflix documentary, it showed a lot of great sides of Kirk as a human, as a father, as a player, as a tough competitor. But some of those scenes where like he he does get really tense when things aren't going your way. And of course, there's always the sort of the defense to that and the comebacks of, well, yeah, dude, if you're getting pressure up the middle and your rib is sticking out of your jersey, like, of course, you're going to be tense. And yes, like there is there is an element of that. But football is hard. Football is physical. It's painful. Patrick Mahomes was hobbled all year. And, you know, guy, you, you don't just coast smooth sailing through a season. part of the job is when it goes off script and when the other team is punching you, can you remain not frustrated, or at least can you not let the frustration sort of wash over you the way that he does sometimes? He's better at it now than he's ever been, and that's why I'm so curious to see. But I guess my, my to put my biggest question in the form of like a sentence or something, it would be when the game goes off script, when it's not going the way that you had hoped, or when the game is really on the line in a playoff situation, can you do what you did in Buffalo? Can you do, like, we've seen him have some breakthroughs in this, but the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I think, are hitting a higher percentage of, like, not getting frustrated. He gets a little tense, gets a little wound up, gets a little negative, gets in his own feelings, gets in his own head, sits there clenching the teeth on the sidelines, you know, like, he's got to snap out of some of that. Um, But again, he's better at it now than he was four or five years ago. And that's O'Connell's point, though, because
1: O'Connell is, look, if you could put O'Connell's brain in Kirk, I think that you would have a pro bowl consistent playoff run outstanding QB cuz O'Connell's wired right. He he is he's a competitor, but he's also Pollyanna enough for the most part to see things positively and Kirk Kirk is the guy that said at well, the end miss, of the game miss, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're going to miss it dude, it's like dude, you know this comeback <laughs> this is incredible comeback. I'm like this is nuts and Kirk's like it's too far. It's too far. Um and that's where what I think it was uh in that game as well that Kirk comes to the sideline and O'Connell's like, calm down, it's okay, it's okay. And Kirk's like, I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting real frustrated. Yeah. And so that's where that is where O'Connell is sort of the puppeteer for Kirk, right? And that was his point in Buffalo. He's like, dude, what you just did there was stupid. Let you gotta let me you gotta let me basically become your brain and your mood. And that's what's intriguing because I think that there's a point that that works up until, but clearly in the playoff game, it didn't. And, and that's, why, that's why I would still love to know exactly, exactly, play-by-play, play that fourth down play. Like, what happened there? Did O'Connell screw the pooch completely? Did Kirk and O'Connell screw up? Did Kirk not, you know, like there's, if you could find out that story completely, that four, fourth down and eighth play, I think it would give you a really good understanding of where things are going
0: into this season it was a bad design for Kirk because it gave it gave sort of the like it, it, the correct read on that play if you're looking to avoid a mistake if you're up by 21 points mm-hmm. the correct read on that play is to throw it to the tight end right if you're looking to avoid a colossal mistake oh sure yes but that is a situation where the colossal mistake doesn't matter because the season's on the line. Correct. So, like, you, you almost have to flush out the worst case. Oh, my God, it might be a pick six or an interception. That doesn't really matter. You, all you're interested in is tapping into the upside of the play, not avoiding the downside of the play. And some of that logic still, yep. you know, he's 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 unwired a lot of it. But I don't think you're going to unwire it all in one year. I wonder how much can be unwired going into year two, year three. Great call. So, um. All right, let's, uh, we're going to get to our pigskin pecking order here after we shout shot out a couple of our friends, starting with AG1, gentlemen. So well, it must have been six, seven years ago. It was probably like right around the time, actually, that uh, that Kirk came to the Vikings. I discovered AG1 products, and they have been like nutritional insurance to start my day. So this may come as a shock, but old Macadac doesn't always. Maybe, maybe he's not eating fully clean throughout the day like he should or getting the vegetables mm. or the nutrients. With one scoop of AG1 mixed with your water, maybe it's in the morning, first thing you do, maybe it's even middle of the day for a boost, 75 high-quality ingredients that give me important daily nutrients. Uh, AG1 has helped me with brain fog, with energy levels, with gut health. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. And if you're looking to take your health to an even different level and maybe lose 20 pounds or whatever your goal weight is, Judd here to tell you about Livia.
1: Yeah, there's only one, one place to contact, and that is that is the place that made the guy on the left become the guy on the right. No, it's not a different person. It is the guy who lost a bunch of weight, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And if you don't take Sports Dad's word... For it, that's fine, because they were just named Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. Three years gold and 14 years of changing lives. So how about you be next? You know, if if you have put on some summer weight, if you're thinking to yourself, some of my shorts don't fit, some of my clothes don't fit, Livia is going to help you drop that weight. And most importantly, they're going to also help you keep that weight off. And again, the best program in the state Three years in a row, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, live com. If you're outside the state, you know what? That's absolutely fine. The entire program can be done virtually, and we've had people from California to New York who are Purple fans who watch this show join and have success as well. Again, just the process to start, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.
0: Uh, hey, beer, food, people dressed as Vikings, and jousting. Like actual jousting. If that sounds like a blast to you, then maybe you should check out the Renaissance Festival. 16 stages of exciting entertainment, delicious food, giant turkey legs, Nordic meatballs, fish and chips, 50 games rides, in moderation, by the way. Nordic meatballs. That's right. We'll cut one in half for Judd. Uh, 50 (laughs) games, rides, and attractions. Over 250 artisans and shops throughout the festival. And uh, also, we're, so we have tickets available through the ScoreNorth app, a four-pack of Bold North Adventure weekend tickets. Go to the Score North app, you download it if you haven't already, and uh, you can open listener rewards, and you can enter to win the Minnesota Renaissance Festival Weekends Labor Day, which is past us now, and Festival Friday through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com for discount tickets, parking passes, park and ride options, and more. All right, let's let's pop the pigskin pecking order up on the screen here for the YouTubers. Say that fast. We're going to go through one by one, the three of us, every single week from now until the end of the year. We're going to rank our top ten teams in the NFL put together in aggregate. So this is like a consensus of what the three of us, on average, have as the top ten teams, and we'll see where we have the Vikings ranked. This is your uh, CEO of Purple Daily, your chief. Uh, Clickbait officer, I should say, Declan, and then your chief beverage distribution officer, Judd. We are the cabinet, the leadership cabinet, the C-level cabinet of Purple Daily. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see if this still works from last year. Looks like it does. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I will say, still you easy. guys both have the Chiefs, number one. Item number two, because I think Chris Jones not being there for however long is a big deal. He's just, like, the big beast in the middle of that defense. And I think it might be a problem on Thursday against the Lions. But we'll see. Yeah. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. What's what's Joe Burrow's situation right now? He's maybe going to play.
2: Yeah, that's that's what's hanging me up a little bit, not having him higher.
0: This was incredibly tough,
1: too. Mm -hmm. Like, this was, like, I think the top three or four weren't tough. But after that, I was just
0: throwing darts. Yeah. I did have the Bengals number one. I think with Joe Burrow, that's a team ready to to, to ascend. Buffalo Bills number four. Yeah. And the Baltimore Ravens number five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's our seven. Yeah. So of our top five teams, four are in the AFC. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: yeah. That's a slam dunk right there.
0: Number six, the San Francisco 49ers, even though they've got some some question marks going into yeah, the season. Definitely. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Seven? We're all pretty high on the hey, Jets. Trevor
1: Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal
0: as far as I'm concerned. Let's get it. The New York football Jets with a really good defense, Aaron Rodgers, and some weapons. Questionable offensive line, but that's also true here. Although the Jets, the Jets line's worse than the Vikings line because the tackles aren't probably as good. And then tied for ninth, the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? We have eight AFC teams, apparently, and two NFC teams among our top ten, and no Minnesota Vikings. Where did we have the Vikings ranked? Let's expose where we had the Vikings ranked. I am the most optimistic right now. I had the Vikings ninth in my packing order. Declan had them tenth. Judd had them thirteenth. I think the audience needs an explanation for your negativity and pessimism here, Judd. You just spoke glowingly about the most important player on the team for a half hour. You love the Brian Flores defense, and you got the Vikings draft, uh, drafting where? Uh, in the teens, according uh, to this.
1: Too many unknowns right now. To, and look, I've got them, I think, in our in our schedule prediction, my last one, I think I had them at nine wins or something like that. So, yeah, I look, there's a ton of question marks here. The only thing that I'm really confident of prior to week one is that going into the season the AFC is the dominant conference. There's a lot of question marks in the in NFC. I debated the Vikings at 10, but I'm like I can't really put them there if I don't believe that that they are going, you know, that they're going to win more than 8 or 9 games. So, that's why I put them 13th because I think that there are question marks. I love what Flores is going to do, but I need to see it too. In fairness, I think Brian Flores. I think it's going to make a difference. Um, to go back to the cliche that we have uh, talked about on this show, you know, I don't think it can be worse than what Donatel did. But I need to see things. I need to see how things work before I before I uh, put the Vikings up. But the AFC to me, it's just a it's a ass whooping right now. That well, conference. Look at this. So we
0: so we basically have so if, if we have eight AFC teams, it means that one of these teams in our top 10 from the AFC, is a non-playoff team above the third-best NFC team.
2: <laughs> Which is probably yep. wrong, but that's where we are right now, Deck. Sorry. So, did you have the Steelers in the top 10, Judd? I think I had them near the bottom of the top 10, yeah. Let's see here.
0: Judd had Here's Judd's rankings. Chiefs 1, Eagles 2, Bengals 3, Bills 4, Niners 5, Ravens 6, Steelers 7. I like the Steelers, too, by the way. Steelers are... Steelers are going to be, uh, I mean, the, I, first of all, the Steelers are never below 500, so that's I their starting the point.
1: are going to bounce back. I think they're going to be good.
0: They got weapons. They got a interesting young quarterback. Dex, sounds like you want to fight Judd on that take.
2: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, even though they are historically really good, and I like Mike Tomlin, You do you think P- Kenny Pickett leading the Steelers is a better team than Kirk Cousins leading the Vikings?
1: Uh, I think potentially, yes. Yes. I think as a team, I would take Cousins over Pickett. Right. But I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have more I I think that there's more certainty in that team. So I guess it's not fair to compare the quarterbacks directly as right. as far, far as like if cuz if I did quarterback rankings Pickett is behind Cousins, but I think I but I like the Steelers more right now. But again, I've watched the Vikings on a daily basis and I know just how many questions and that's what makes this this coming season to me for the Vikings so intriguing and so fun. There are a ton of questions. That, you know, that it's going to take, I think it's going to take three to four games to start to say, okay, I can definitively start to put my finger on this or that, but I do like the Steelers more right now.
0: The the other bigger, uh, big outlier, Declan, you had the Dolphins seventh and Judd and I did not have the Dolphins in the top 10. That's how they, uh, that's how they got to a tie for ninth as well. So, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on these. I think the Dolphins I, are really yeah. good. I think the Steelers are going to be yep. good. So, I don't know.
1: I guess yep. we'll find out. Nope, I think you're exactly right. And, and this is look after like four or five. This one is a tough one. Yeah, because we don't yeah. know. We don't know en- enough yet. We certainly didn't watch these teams all training camp like we did the Vikings. So I think it's very hard to. It's going to be hard to do this list probably from six through ten for a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, but we're going to keep doing it anyways. Oh hell yeah! On Tuesdays, it's still fun. Our pigskin pecking order. Where do the Vikings rank? Um, you know, if you have opinions about what's going to happen on a football field, you know, you can go to underdog fantasy and maybe even make money on those opinions.
2: It's crazy. I have some uh, breaking news from our friends at underdog fantasy right now. Limited time. You make a deposit and they'll match it up to 500 bones. five hundred bones. Five hundred. Five. 100 Bones. They will do a limited time match. Typically, it's 100 for new users with Score North. Football. They will match up to 500. If you want to get in on the underdog fantasy action with us at Score North, it's even in the YouTube comments section. You join, you use that promo code SCORE, and they will also, yes, they will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. You allow about 24 hours for that balance to show up, so don't freak out if you don't see it right away. But there's some great pick-em options. You can take the over-under before even the season starts. Heck, there's even a special prop right now. Pat Mahomes for Thursday night. 0.5 total yards. I would probably take the over, and now you have one leg of a parlay that's already in play, okay? Go to Underdog Fantasy, use promo code SCORE, SKOR, and join the fun with us at Underdog Fantasy. That is,
0: uh, I legitimately have never seen a deal like that in all of my days. Fantasy, you name it, like, that's a 500 match is ridiculous, so that's pretty cool. Uh, A shout-out as well to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So, OK, you know, maybe you're looking ahead here. Maybe you've migrated from Bennington pontoon season, which we will tease you because it is 95 degrees today <laughs> with some more of this YouTube B-roll. We're going to have to update our B-roll at some point here when it gets colder. Jet on a but, snowmobile. Yeah, jet on a player's ATV or a snowmobile, Ooh. maybe. One of the four Ooh. metro locations of Power Lodge or Metro Extended, Brainerd, Ramsey, Anamia, and Sock Rapids. Go to millermarine.com, powerlodge.com. Could we get you dressed up? Uh, like, like Victor, the Viking or Ragnar get you on a Polaris snowmobile from power lodge.
1: How about some braids? Big old snowmobile suit. Well, that's helmet. a given.
0: Yeah. We're not going to put you out there in like shorts and a tank top.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. I'm not going to be in braids. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing Victor, the Viking.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. we we'll we'll the Bear. What... They stole him. Damn it. <laughs> they, as they said, I, that's one. that's one of the best. I think like scouting senses I've ever had, which it's is like elbowing my wife. I'm like, that is hey, not TC. The TC yeah. does not, does not can't drop.
1: Cause like the press box was buzzing and you like saw it from the stands.
0: I saw it from the left field bar. Like I'm like a drink and a half in. Like, I don't think hey. that's
1: TC. Hey honey,
0: your wife's like, who is TC on the, t- who's yeah, TC? what do you, she didn't even respond. To yeah. me. She's like, yeah. I want you talking about. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That I'm sounds fine. like God. She's like, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. If you guys could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you can help us grow this thing. And uh, same goes on the audio side. A five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify also helps us grow and climb charts. So thanks for hanging out with us. I'll write that down Wednesday, tomorrow, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.